and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. I don't know if you guys would be into this, but if I don't even think anything's scheduled to come out, but if like a new spoof movie comes out, we should try to just record oh, yeah i think go see would, it yeah. record and then get it out that week I if think, we can a- yeah absolutely yeah because yeah. I, I don't mind we, we gotta get we, the buzz we're not like we talking capture the buzz that's gonna be on like well not even that it's just like we're not talking about like the week when we're releasing stuff no. unless we're doing like they came together right. or whatever for right. valentine's mm-hmm. day or some shit but when freezing the frozen parody comes out oh my god please catch the buzz i thought about that with uh I think when Between Two Ferns, the movie came out, I was like, should we try to rush and do that right now? But it, yeah. just, it felt like it's not enough of a parody. We'll do that one eventually. And also, like, we were still really early in doing this. So. You guys watch uh, the John Mulaney Sack Lunch, Sack Lunch? Lunch Bunch? Nice. Yeah. I was, Here's my review. I was, Too many songs. Uh, the song, Some of the songs were very funny. Some of them weren't. I also, David the, Byrne songs, being in it was the, wild. Yeah. I, and I liked... Um, Gyllenhaal's uh, Gyllenhaal's was the funniest yeah they ended on the highest note his I was agree. so fucking good yeah uh, um, <laughs> but there's a lot of I skipped a lot of it I will well all the songs the songs the thing about the songs were that the songs all had funny premises but then it's like the second t- when yeah. you're hearing the chorus repeat on a song that's just a funny premise it's like yeah. I'm literally just sitting here listening to a song you know what yeah, I mean there's yeah. no like there was no left. oh hello on Broadway Certainly not. <laughs> it was good, not great. And yeah. there's a lot of good concepts in it. I loved like the the do you know which president this is or whatever? Like those ones. And then there was yeah. one that was like, put all the mayors in order, all the yeah. New York mayors in order. Yeah, no, Lauren said everything like between the sketches was the best part. Yeah. I can't help but agree. Yeah. She's right. I also, I, oh, hello on Broadway. We can absolutely do that for the I would podcast. love to do I that. I think that's a good, that's <laughs> that thank you, Papa. <laughs> You're thank welcome, you. boys. Mm, suck mm. on my nipple. <laughs> welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs. <laughs> that's our call. Right. Marty, Ooh. it's your funeral, pal. Marty, how are you feeling? A podcast about dumb shit. I feel better this week. I'm still sick. For yeah, some a week reason. has gone by. Wow, dude, you might want to go to the doctor for that one. It's if this been... cold's lasted that long, yeah, a whole seven days. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I was gonna fake cough, and I made myself really cough. Marty, edit point here. Yeah. <laughs> this week we are reviewing the 2016 Lonely Island parody film Pop Star. Never stop, never stopping. Yeah. What the? What's the deal with this one? Why is the the box office revenue so low? This is about the right. The rise and fall of a pop star, and this is kind of specifically aimed at Justin Bieber and the Bieber documentary, Never Say Never. Kelly, my answer to your question, because this movie is only half good, in my opinion. Wow. Wow. We no, didn't, I we think didn't it's skip little, it right to ratings. I think it's... Uh, much like Adam Sandler, it's an uncut gem. <laughs> <laughs> this will be topical three weeks from now, right? I mean, yeah. you know what? He'll probably be winning an Oscar when this comes out. <laughs> I'm sure of it. An Oscar I'll might put $100 wiener. down right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to what Kelly's referencing, this movie costs about $20 million and made back 9.7. A huge bomb despite good reviews and immediate cult status. Yeah. So why did this movie bomb? That is the question. Because, wow. and the, well, and here's the thing, too. We were just talking about, uh, you know, if a new spoof movie comes out, we'll try to review it right away. Yeah. When is that happening? I know. Spoof movies in general, it does feel like, it feels like the kind of peak of that was like the 90s when you had like Scary Movie, Awesome Powers. That was like the peak of spoof mm-hmm. movies. 
I, th- I would say in well, history. Well, we all know yeah. the 1970s, the golden age of spoofs. <laughs> well, I like good movies of spoof movies. I hate to say this. I think the internet changed spoofs forever. Yeah, Thinking it's anything. because you can do a five-minute... Why would you spend $10 million and hire a whole cast and crew and that's when it. you can just do a five-minute, you know, yeah, viral video? The other yes. thing is because... Yeah, like spoof movies in general, we talk about this all the time. A lot of them run out of steam so fast. Like we uh-huh. said this with Murder by Death, and I know we've said this for other po- other episodes. Where it's, it's so like, hard to remember. It was a whole week ago. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, like with a lot of the movies we've watched, I think I probably would enjoy the top video that would come up from the search, Batman Get Hit in Nuts mm-hmm. on YouTube. I think I would enjoy Batman Get Hit in Nuts better. Well, than instead of doing these 45-minute the episodes, maybe we should release every single day a five-minute episode about uh, <laughs> Batman YouTube, Get Hit in Batman Nuts. Batman Get Hit in Nuts. <laughs> that's, yeah. Guys, that's our second Patreon we're going to do. That's Sounds our second good. tier. Okay, nice. Yeah. So this was uh, Jorma Tacone and Kiva Schaefer's fourth directed movie. They made Hot Rod... Between the two of them, they had they had switched back and forth directing movies that these guys made together. So they made Hot Rod, MacGruber, and The Watch. Famously, was the movie that had to be changed the name from Neighborhood Watch to The Watch because of oh. uh, Trayvon Martin. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Or, oh, what's, really? What's that guy's name? Oh, Tray- uh, Robert Zimmerman. Yes, that that was the yeah. Trayvon he was a yeah. Neighborhood Watch uh, member, and this that movie came out like two weeks after. Ah, uh-huh. and that's oh that's God. the uh, Ben Stiller yep. joint, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this movie, I said the first note I had was, this movie is full of cameos, and we haven't finished the credits yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that is basically this movie in a nutshell. And that's, uh, so to get to the, why I think it's, maybe doesn't hold up, the movie starts off really, really... Doesn't hold up from 2016? I legitimately, I'm saying that, <laughs> yes. It hasn't aged well in the yeah. three years since it came out? The movie starts off so strong. Like I think it comes out firing. The original, the first few songs are so funny. I like the setup with the relationships of all the characters. Uh, there's a lot of great cameos that are really funny, and then this movie just like drags and drags and drags and drags. They stop making jokes. Uh, the songs they stop making sense. Just like uh, the Talking Heads. Uh, when are we doing that one? That famous parody. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a spoof of a normal sized suit. <laughs> Novelty product. Uh, I think Adam Sandler's performance is, or not Adam Sandler, Andy Sandberg's performance is like not great in this movie. Like, I feel like he kind of stops doing the character about halfway through and just is like a normal man talking. And you could argue he's doing that the whole time, but you could I, argue that it's not, uh, it's not a fucking Paul Thomas Anderson movie. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I think the movie is like the first half, super strong. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. Second half, not as good. That's my overall opinion. Yeah, that's all spoof movie. And I thought there, <laughs> yeah. some of the best jokes are towards the last half hour. Yeah. I guess it's true. The third act, the, the, it, it ends very predictably, but yes. that's not, it's just. It's, I didn't mind I that. I think spoof movies should be mostly like a, like a tray that jokes sit upon. I yeah. still like having like a good, like a good enough plot. It doesn't need to be great. Like I agree with you. It's a spoof movie. It's there to make jokes. But I think like having a, a little stronger of a plot it helps you make a little bit better jokes. If you care about the characters, exactly. you, for certain types of jokes, caring. it definitely is crucial. Yeah. Do you just think the plot was weak because it was so no, predictable? Or? I, I didn't mind any of that. I thought they just didn't go far enough with it. It just felt like this movie was too short, to be honest with you. Like, I think 
with 10 more minutes in the middle of this movie where we actually develop why these three friends aren't really working out their friendship. Like they could just, go yeah, I was so confused by that. It didn't make any sense. They never gave anybody's motivation in this movie. I didn't understand why anybody was doing anything. I know that they did. I know. But I mean, just like, just like get to the depth of like what that actual motivation is. Cause they're just getting to like the, the specifics of like, I'm mad cause you stole the rights to my song. And it's like, well, but what's the actual like beef here? Like the beef was that you was, I, don't know. <laughs> I think get it was to the that. Beef and they, the thing is, I, I feel like I hear you, but they the beef was literally a huge joke where Andy goes off on, uh, is it Akiva or Yorma? Is uh, Yorma's the, the one who... Your, or Akiva's the farmer, Akiva. Yorma's the DJ. So he goes off on Akiva about how he's not going to apologize because I wrote that song. Well, I mean, I wrote some of that song. Well, I mean, you wrote that song, but I was there. Well, no, I wasn't there. I think the Thumbs beef is that... that um, Thumbs down on that bit. I think the beef was that uh, Andy Samberg's character was more successful than the other two. And that they were jealous because he uh, became successful off of their uh, work. I, just, I, I don't think Yormo be... was jealous until he got cut out of the picture, man. Yeah. He was still making sick beats. I think Yormo was uh, jealous, but not enough to quit. <laughs> yes, because he was making a lot of money. I will say, I, I don't feel that... I also think that we're all thinking about this. Too hard. Too yeah. No, I was going to say, I still liked this movie overall. I just thought, like, it got, uh, it di- wasn't as strong towards the end of it. Like, by the end of it, I felt like, and they, it felt like they kind of missed the mark. Yeah, it was no hot rod when that guy comes out. I will out not of the bus let this conversation rod. end until. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, I will say, I'm not gay. That song early on, the music video for it in particular is so funny. Yeah. The, the subliminal. I, well, not they're making gay fun stuff. of, uh, of, um, <laughs> Macklemore, I think, mm-hmm. with that. Which that's so one of my biggest notes that uh, just for overall for this movie, what I think it does a great job of is it. Yes, it's mostly using the Bieber documentary yeah. as that's sort of the meat and potatoes Structure. of it, but they're also pulling from all all these different you know stupid things that happened in the music industry uh, leading up to to that time, and they use it for both like sort of story arc jokes, like like big like more silly ideas that yeah. they see through, but and then also like little jokes or like the songs sketches like and that. stuff like, like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it actually it does it. Pull, I think it's. Partially making fun of Bieber, but also doing a good job of making fun of like the industry in general. I, I would agree with you to a certain extent. I, I think most movies should love your subject when you're making a parody movie. This movie loves its subject a little too much. And I mean, I, I think the biggest indicator is that like Bieber's in this movie at one point as a cameo. And in general, it just felt like a little too like... No, it's not really making it. That's where it started to lose me. Was like, ah, this movie's not like. It's being too nice. It's being too it nice. It could be meaner. Yeah, it should be a lot. Meaner. Marty, you don't have to make yeah. that argument with me. All of these movies could be meaner, <laughs> and I'd be fine with them. I, to an extent, though, but I think this movie was just like particularly a little too nice to its subject. Uh, that being said, the TMZ stuff in particular in this movie is like. Those scenes are some of the funniest comedy scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love everybody's performance. Oh, a cat appeared around the corner. <laughs> uh, I think that stuff is really particularly <laughs> funny, and I agree. Like the in general, the first half has some really great music industry stuff. Uh, I really loved <laughs> the cat is really distracting. The cat he disagrees. He's trying. He's trying to get Archie. In. Archie, he on. might chime in a little. That's all right. By all means. I also did like that they parodied the U2 album release thing with the washer and dryer. Yeah, yes. that was hilarious. That was, that was that's, great. That's the best part. That is another great bit of this movie. 
that everybody gets this. The, his new album gets pushed onto all of their washing machines, and they play constantly. I think is the it thing. It plays anytime, like you open the dishwasher, the oven, or the fridge, or whatever. And everybody hates it. Yeah. The other sort of like singular bit I really liked was, or you know what, I the execution of it wasn't as good as the concept. I think, but his uh, the catchphrase rapping I thing, love the catch. <laughs> just because I th- that that is like it's like a good example of like such a. Um, prevalent thing of like well so i wrote down in my notes baby yoda yeah because i think it, they're, what they're making fun of is people trying to like reverse engineer memes yes. you know what i mean yes. we're like and i think they're doing that with baby yoda yeah. it's like they you know let's th- think up something that could be like meme worthy and go viral and then work backwards from yes. there baby emperor palpatine people will fucking love it yeah. he's so cute and wrinkly baby palpy <laughs> Uh, I really like Chris Red in this movie also uh, as uh, was Hunter the Hungry. Yeah, yeah, I think they're sort of making fun of like uh, Tyler the Creator and Kanye a little it's, bit. It's yeah, definitely character. yeah, both of those. Yeah, where he just is, he's like, I'm fucking crazy, yeah. and that's like yeah. a bit of it. And I really thought he was like particularly really buying into the movie and trying really hard. Like that's yeah. like, and I really always appreciate that in a parody movie when someone just goes. You for gotta the commit. You gotta go for it. His yeah. song's kind of a banger too. There's some bangers in this in this movie. Humble. Yeah, I really liked Humble. No yeah. doubt. Uh, oh, you said that this movie didn't age well. I will take the opposite stance. This movie was prolific. Why you ask? I do ask. I'll tell you. Why? This movie predicted oh. Lil Nas X and the Yeehaw agenda. Now I'm in a cowboy hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. They saw it coming. The collab on them. The collabos. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Tim Meadows is also really great in this movie. Uh, kind of play great kind of, in every movie. Yeah, yeah, him and like it's like him and Walk Hard and him in this. He's just like a great scene stealer. You can always count on him for a solid line delivery. Mm-hmm. Very funny guy. Uh, Sarah Silverman, another really funny performance in this movie. There's a lot of good stuff in this movie, is what I'm saying. I guess Sarah was her. I enjoyed. Her. I think she was just keeping the whole thing going. I yeah, don't know if yeah, she yeah. delivered any no, no, no great but, jokes. But it's like she just played. Obviously, she just kind of kind of she played just, straight straight man. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. being a funny person who can yeah. like keep the plot along and is yeah. dependable. Which in this kind of like mockumentary style movie, you kind of do need like a not everybody is the zany. You need the balance. You need the wacky doodahs, and you need the <laughs> and then you need the concrete lawyer DMV. Yeah. Where she's her best joke, I think, was like, "What's the opposite of a wacky doodah?" <laughs> Concrete lawyer DMV, of course. <laughs> Concrete lawyer DMV doodah, doodah wacky doodah. doodah. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of old uh, comedy Bang Bang Holiday episodes, and on that show, oh, is the episode over? <laughs> Our episode? I thought, I thought was, <laughs> no. Slight aside, uh, I was gonna say that would be a good T-shirt. <laughs> That's a good shirt. Yeah, it's a good shirt. That's a shirt. Yeah. I guess what I meant was that this is what we would talk about after we got done. I know. Just talking about other. Well, I'm talking about it now. Uh, yeah. Let me see if I have other thoughts. I th- I liked fucked Bin Laden. Uh, that's really good. Fucked I Bin think good. one of the reasons that the movie didn't succeed as well as it could have potentially was uh, that the fucked Bin Laden was what they premiered on like SNL. Oh. It doesn't give you a lot of context for what's happening in the movie as a whole when Andy Samberg is yeah, on it. Yeah, and I also yeah. think it's I actually. Oh boy, here I go. I'm it's, stepping in it. I yeah. think that song was like uh, a little 
uh, in poor taste. Or like it didn't age well. Well, I think that Sarah and I, <laughs> gotcha. I think that people being really first of all, it took us ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, did we did we fuck him? <laughs> and then I thought that was kind of the joke though, is that he's like he's trying like you said, like he's trying so oh, hard to he's, he's trying ang- to, yeah. he's playing so hard to the audience in a really dumb way that's like obvious. That's what I took from it. Anyways. Fair enough. Yeah. I just yeah, I don't know. A great quote from the movie, USA Today, the most respected newspaper in the world. I thought that was really funny. Because <laughs> it's just like this random shot at USA Today for no reason. Uh, I also did like the parent trap thing when he like they he's like, I'm going to parent trap him. And then he immediately accuses him of parent trapping him. I always like when movies like this have like a shared world and the characters all speak the similar language. And what did he say? He said like I found this really obscure movie. Or yeah, something. He's just <laughs> he's the trap. Parent trap. And he picks the newer one. Also, he doesn't yeah. pick the original. Yeah. He picks right. the Lohan. Yeah, one. and yeah. he talks about it as though no one on earth has heard of this movie. That's really good. Which again plays at the like they're oblivious idiots kind of thing. Wow, I do not have a lot of notes. Yeah, especially Yorma's character is like truly eleven years old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a lot of good bits in this movie, though. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, think that's, I feel like we don't have much more to say. All right. Oh, my other favorite bit is uh, the the penis yeah, squashed up against the window. Yeah, we penis window bit. Well, because it's the, perf- the rule of threes. Yes. First, there's a woman's ass. Yes. Then, there's a woman's titties. <laughs> Number two. And then, when it cuts back to him, there's a full-on full on dong, which is, this is something I've been vocal about in the past. We will never have... Uh, equality until there are just as many dogs on the screen on screen as titties. Yeah, this reminded me of another thing I had written early on in this. I said, "Oh my god!" I realized this is exactly the same movie that Scott and I made like five years ago. But yeah, not exactly. funny, <laughs> but but a drama mostly. And uh, the yeah. dick thing reminded me of it because that was a big thing we wanted to have was male nudity because of that because we thought it would because we're woke. <laughs> we were trying to be woke, I guess. <laughs> was the idea yeah. and uh we did not have male nudity anyways <laughs> i just like that when he rolls the window down like it's it like scra- like the dick like bounces against the window like cuz yeah. there's like surface tension yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just so so it was really funny aesthetic yeah yes. yeah visceral <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like i could reach out and grab it it felt so real as a movie, I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. I thought it was funny. Ultimately, it didn't go far enough. It didn't go big enough in some directions. And I did think it just ran out of steam at some point. Before you rate it, uh-huh. I just have a few more things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when he runs at the cameraman with the sword, like in the scene where he's like tearing apart his like house or whatever, and then like the last like shot of this little montage, it shows him like coming into the hallway with a samurai sword, and then he looks at the cameraman and then starts <laughs> chasing after the cameraman, and then it cuts away. I thought that was funny. That was good, yeah. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it's I, bad. Hmm. That that's where I thought, for the listener, Marty did a thumbs down. <laughs> I, did a, I, did a thumbs down. I thought Can you do it your was thumbs like, down into the mic, please. One. <laughs> oh, no, Wait, you need some oil. Yeah, one. Um, yeah, Justin Timberlake as the like. Uh, what he's, he's a tryhard. He's the chef in this movie, right? Yeah. Not good, and also just not funny. It's just like if you're gonna do this with him, there's got to be something funny. It can't you can just do. be. He's he's famous. in this movie. <laughs> oh, he's famous, but he's playing an unfamous person. Like that can't be it. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, and the only reason like Dick in the Box and those other songs are funny is because comedians wrote them. Yeah, 
or but it also like played off of his image by doing Dick in the Box, right? Like Yeah, I guess we're not expecting this from uh Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. But but after the third digital short and then it's their movie, it's like Oh, maybe we could have him, I don't know, do a fucking joke yeah, and not I, just be like, I'm here too. I, I'm the chef. Oh, I sang that song at the end. It's yeah. just like, ugh. Like, it was bad. It was I didn't weird. hate the carrots five ways and it was just carrots in different shapes. I thought that was all right. Yeah. Hold on, wait. <laughs> I guess I just, yeah, it's just, it's not enough for him to... Uh, to, to justify that famous of a person in the cameo, in my opinion. Well, and then the joke later is well, that, Well, he's, like, like, good friends with Andy. I, I, I get it. I get I, I, I don't know. I get it. I think you, know you guys what? are, like... They're friends? Tearing this apart. He can be in it. Justin Timberlake, why is he in my fucking comedy movie? <laughs> you know what, Kelly? What Hold on, you? rewind the tape. Let me... <laughs> did I sound like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You sounded exactly like that. Oh, God. Kelly, you're just saying this because you love these guys. You're I like... I think the movie's fine. I'd get, it's not like amazing, yeah. But I was also kind of surprised that it didn't have as much success as it did, and I imagine it's gonna. It's just similar to like all the movies these guys make, where they don't have mainstream success because it's kind of like weirder comedy. It is like you kind of have to be into what they do for to like this, and that's really limiting in terms of like an audience outreach. Yeah. Do you think it's a very specific brand of humor? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like this one more than some of their other ones? Like, do you like Hot Rod more? Or like Seven Days in Hell, which was another Lonely Island thing that we did, which y'all really, we all really liked Seven Days in Hell. Um, I think the problem that I would have with most of their stuff is that it's too long, typically. Yeah. Like, it's com- the, the jokes that they make are better in short form. I would agree with that. And like it's like 40 yeah, minutes in digital good, form. Like they did uh, the Michael Bolton Super Sexy Valentine's special. That's like yeah. one of my favorites. Oh, let's put that on we the could list. Do, you that, put that on the list, Marty? When are we going to watch that one, Marty? Uh, that was also made by Scott Ackerman of uh, Aforementioned Comedy Bang Bang fame. Yeah. For the mm-hmm. listener. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> um, I don't know. Hot Rod's pretty good, but it's also like carried by Danny McBride and Bill Hader's like weird side characters yeah. pretty heavily like Andy Samberg's not the funniest in that movie. Is Bill Hader playing the same character in this movie that he is in Hot Rod? What is he playing this? Is movie? he in this movie? He's in this movie. He's like a roadie at for one like a point. second. For a oh, he scenes. does the guitar thing. Yeah, yeah pretty similar, I would guess. <laughs> yeah, but again, hair. he's also in it for Oops. less than sixty seconds. Oops, Siri, did Siri pop Siri. in. Yeah. Siri had something to say. My cat has to chime in, and now Siri. Siri's like a lot I of love, guest stars on this episode. I love Bill Hader. Siri. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think I respect a lot of what these guys do. We, did we talk about the Bash Brothers in the cold open? <laughs> I, I don't so. know if I it's going to get cut out, but that's one that I... It's like 30 or 40 minutes long, and it's just like a concept album, and my whole, like... I really enjoyed it, but it's like a fever dream of an album and a special. Yeah, I think they're better... Well, because I'm going to go out on a limb here and describe their humor as irreverent <laughs> and uh they're, they're better when they're not sticking to everything in this movie that was like them like trying to hit like story beats was like i don't care yeah i think i yeah. think that's where i actually had the hang up where it's just like it just felt like that stuff wasn't landing as strongly as the comedy well and especially was. because the story's not very there's nothing original about it right so um there's nothing interesting about yeah, it. yeah 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 i think that's fair so yeah, but I also think that they like made up. They also didn't. They could have leaned on the 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 dramatic uh, elements of this movie way harder and like didn't because well it's comedy. Yeah, so, yeah. Like why do it? I I get that. I think I they just, put in as little as they could to have the movie still make sense. But like yeah, it's just a little. Uh, more it's never gonna be. But yeah, that's why the Bash Bros is better is because who needs a story? Yeah. Yeah. 
the songs are the best part. As a spoof, 8 out of 10, because I thought overall this movie does, like you said, it makes fun of the Bieber and the music industry at the time pretty well. And it's just like wacky and fun for the most part the entire time. And oh, the you really hated this movie. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, Eight party out of 10, chill, dude. Shit. They yeah. might listen. They're going to have their feelings hurt. I felt like I had to come at like a really negative thought because I thought both of you would really, really love this movie. It's like so. you're me and this movie is your Twitter. Mm. No more Twitter talk. <laughs> it's a good movie. I, oh, I, it's, I almost, this movie inspires me to watch the Bieber doc. Just to see, just to see. Okay, if I, I have a story jokes. about the Bieber doc. Have you watched it? it really, it's really uh, good, isn't yes, it? and I'll tell you the context under okay. which I watched it. Huh? I didn't realize I had the story. How until. much acid did you take before watching it, dude? Uh, zero, <laughs> zero <laughs> acids. Um, so the year <laughs> was, I believe, 2011. Yep, and right. it was my. Um, the month? The summer in between my freshman and sophomore year of college, and I was back home living with my parents for the summer. Uh, Marty's was, making a face like, does this one of those add up? <laughs> Your it mom does. and dad were like, oh, Scott, you like music? Come watch this movie with us. No, yeah, that's the story. The end. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't that interesting? No, it's so uh, the year 2011. And the reason that the year is so important is because to get a summer job, I applied at Probably the last video store within, you know, 50 miles of my parents' house. It was a family video, I believe. Yes. And uh, I sent them my application, and they said, hey, it looks good. We want to interview you, but before we do, you need to take a little aptitude test to work at this video store. And so you'd think, is the aptitude test like, what's your favorite Scorchese movie? What's your favorite Tarantino? How do you stock shelves? Or, yeah, can you work at cash register? It was... A 60-minute, like, I, or 30-minute long, way longer than it needed to be, and just chock full of, like, math and word problems. And they have you take it in there in the store. In truly, you're sitting in a chair in the aisle of this video store. Weird. Taking this math test and... Uh, you know, they're always playing videos in the video store. So what am I trying to block out as I perform these math equations, but never say never, the Bieber documentary. And I wish it wasn't so compelling because they did not call me back. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great ending to that. Yeah, it was uh, distracting enough that it was interesting enough that it made me fail this exam. Was this wow. in Madison? This was in the Blanche. town of Monroe, Wisconsin. Oh, the other, the second biggest city near your hometown. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, was there a Marco's Pizza attached to that family? No, this I was pre. No. I think this it was, was a the, standalone. This was pre Marco's Pizza family video era. Yeah. Marco's Pizza entered around 2013, 2014. <laughs> I love the math. <laughs> Hold on, let me squint uh, uh, like I'm judging your math. I'm a family video historian. Let me go into my mind palace. Well, thanks. The hand gestures weren't enough, so the 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 mumbling was better than the thumbs down. Uh, that's my review. You guys have to give your ratings yet. Well, uh, as a movie, I give it an 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Uh, it was funny. The dramatic elements, yeah, it didn't work. But uh, mostly, I was like, the, the, the humor style these guys have, I like it. Chuckles all around. And uh, as a spoof, 9.5 out of 10. 
Well, you're, because... you saw Never Say Never, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was first-hand knowledge. Yeah, and I liked all the math jokes that they put in it, too. Yeah. So it really fit to my experience of that movie. Uh, but yeah, no, I just, I thought it did, I liked that it made fun of the Bieber doc, and I think it did a good job of um, using, like, different styles of jokes to make fun of stuff in the music industry. And, and especially, I think it captured, like, the... The music industry at that time. <laughs> You're right. Scott's that eyes just got really big at one point, so I did the same thing back. <laughs> Which it, it's weird because when you did it, I got like freaked out, not realized. I had no idea that I even did I know. It. You're just talking and you just accidentally did it. Uh, I forget what I was saying. <laughs> Marty made a face at me and completely derailed my train of thought. Good movie. Good movie. Kelly, your rating? 8 out of 10 as a movie. 8 out of 10 as a spoof. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I've probably given movies I didn't enjoy 8 out of 10s to. I don't know the rating system anymore. This Seems is like stupid. we all hover around about 8 for every single movie. This is movie. stupid, <laughs> and it's dumb. Uh, yeah, I like these guys. They, I think they got a bright future ahead of them. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> going in this <laughs> Hey, Kelly, do Mr. you have a Trump? song for us? <laughs> Yes, I have a song for you. <laughs> oh, God. This podcast is falling apart at the seams. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Marty. Do you have a song to play us? I do, sort of. Oh. I got... I'm going to let you guys pick. Oh. Do you want a more mm. recent sort of peak Lonely Island song... Or do you want one of the deep cuts from when they were first starting out and uploading to iFilm? What I have you film? researched the least? I want that one. I mean... Do you want to run down? You're going to get a rundown of the Lonely Island either way. It's not really like on these older videos. It's not like they have no pages of pages of information on oh, how it got made. Brother, you're telling me. Yeah, I want a deep cut. You want a deep cut? I want a deep cut. All right, let's listen to. I like sports, or we like sports. Ah, Excuse this me. is a good one. I know this one. Yeah. Uh, the year. <laughs> Well, all of a sudden, our podcast has taken on a real Ken Burnsian sort of tone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, there's like, like I said, there's no facts about the song in particular. Lonely Island. It's named after their modest, low rent LA apartment shared with Chester Tam. Didn't have a Wikipedia page, and Matt. Berinelli Alpin, who did have a Wikipedia page, he directed Ready or Not, Devil's Due, and VHS. He's actually been pretty successful. Wow, horror director. Yeah, he didn't even have to drag on the coattails. And who's the other guy? Of Andy Yorma and Akiva. Chester Tam. Okay. Um, uh, do you know him? Uh, do you know him? No. <laughs> Why is this information <laughs> included? Just listen. just listen. It's just from the Wikipedia. All right. Next, uh, next. Uh... The reason it said I wrote both their names is because their roommate was a musician. I assume that's either that's either Chester or Matt. Okay, so <laughs> it's gotta be Chester. It doesn't no specify, so you get both names in that other sentence. I just I love how much Scott grills you whenever you do the novelty song. You you get really like possessive about the music. You're always just like, "Come on, Kelly, get it out." Well, it's I guess it's um it's okay to read it off the. Wikipedia, but at it's least at least have the the uh, commitment to copy and paste the Wikipedia and delete a few things. I, di- I didn't even copy and paste it. I like this is my own words, doggy. Wow, in the document I'm looking at right now. This okay. is a notes, and Holy there's shit. only the only link in here is from heavy.com, which is automatically turned into a URL. You would know about this, Mister <laughs> IT. Uh, speaking of heavy.com. 
<laughs> Let's go to that link now. Also, I thought a precedent has been set that if somebody mentions a a, a detail, we hone in on the detail. Oh, yeah, I know. This has been it turned has been against set. me many times. I feel like I point this out every yep. time we do this. So they, they were broke, obviously. They met in high school. They split up in college. Andy and I think Yorma went to film school and Akiva went to theater school in a different state. And then Andy moved to New York. They moved back to California, met up, lived together. And the rest, as they say, is what I'm about to tell you because I'm not done talking. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say. Uh, they produced and edited on borrowed equipment and a Power Mac, and their first fake rap song was Kablamo. Do you guys know that one? Yep, I've heard that one. No, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> it's not. It's nothing special. It's like one. Like I said, it's the whole. We talked about Tezande last week. Some of these, I feel like, wouldn't have gone viral if it wasn't for the time period. They That's were like, true. It was a much smaller market of people making this stuff. So. To be a comedian, you have to have timing. Yeah. To be a musician, you gotta have timing. These guys? Both. Yeah. So they uploaded to websites like ifilmandheavy.com, and they were under creative common licensing, so they would just, everything would get shared everywhere. They didn't really care about making money off of it, because that's not how the internet worked back then. This was wow, the, the opposite of the, Tezande. The www, the Wild West World Wide Web. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so much. My favorite part was when their agent would request they convert their shorts to VHS because a lot of agents didn't have high speed internet back then. <laughs> whoa, they just whoa, didn't have like computers to like. Oh, they, they couldn't, couldn't see the. Links. Yeah, you can't like email someone a link back. Oh then. my god, uh, that was like not. It was 15 uh, years ago, but that doesn't feel that long ago. And yeah. yeah. People we would be like, I'm not going to wait 90 seconds for this to yeah. download. <laughs> I'm going to pop in this VHS, wait for it to sink into the VCR, you gotta, hit rewind, wait for the tape to spin back. you got to beat me. So, yeah. Anyways, that's – I mean, I could go into much more details. I'm not going to. What uh, – was there a show that the three of them ended up on together by any chance? They did a pilot for Awesome – it was called Awesome Town – I remember, yeah, the, you can see the theme song on YouTube. Yeah, they ha- the whole pilot's out there. I, I mean, I did not know that, but that was. And not then what they I was also did. So they did a show called the the Boo. I think it was about Malibu as like a parody of the OC. Um, that's on their YouTube channel. I haven't watched any of that. And then they also had two episodes made of like their own sitcom or something called the lonely island the first ones the first episode's name i think was white power and it was about them being addicted to whitening uh whitening strips and uh they mugged an old lady in it and Kiefer sutherland didn't realize that they were shooting a video and stepped in to help the old lady (laughs) that's great (laughs) just kind of crazy wait so he was he was just there. He just happened he to be... He was walking by and helped them. <laughs> he was walking through a film set, or they shot it on the street? They were just shooting it on the street. After Kiefer like, Sutherland just happened to be... Well, he was shooting 24 at the time. I guess they yeah. were in La La Land, yes. City of Stars. Mm. Uh, I still know I was referencing Kelly. What show? SNL? Well, we know they've SNL. had two yeah, okay. failed sitcoms. <laughs> I'm talking if they were on any other I'm talking shows. pre-SNL. Okay. And they were, like, Marty, borderline failing on SNL, don't give too. Kelly a hard time. He's... <laughs> So you don't ask him questions. <laughs> well, let's do a little trivia. What was their first sort of digital short movie? Uh, it was Lazy Sunday, wasn't it? Any guesses? It wasn't a song. 
Oh. Oh, that makes it very difficult. <laughs> yeah, what? It was It was two funny guys oh. in a room telling jokes. Pretty much. It was lettuce. Do you oh, guys remember that yeah. one where it's uh, Will Forte and Andy Samberg? They're having a serious conversation on a stoop in New York, and they're just eating balls this. of lettuce, yeah. like iceberg lettuce. Hmm. And they were That's struggling. Irreverent. At SNL, they you know they got on because uh, Jimmy Fallon was the host of the 2005 VMAs. They wrote for the VM or not? Yeah, v, either VMAs or Movie Awards. No, one of the right. two. Yeah. Um, and they wrote for that for Jimmy Fallon. He liked them. Got in a good word. For, uh, sent them to Norm for or Lorne. Norm. <laughs> Norm. Norm. Lorne McDonald. Lorne McDonald. At a farm. Sent, sent them there. Andy auditioned because it was kind of always his goal to be on SNL. And then Akiva and Yorma were writers. But their first three months, they only got two sketches to dress and they both got cut. Yeah. So what they did was they took equipment um, and edited it on their own time, made lettuce, gave it to their producer, which just like. You know, because they basically knew if they pitched it, they wouldn't get approved, and they would be like, "No, this costs too much. We're not going to do it." So they went rogue, did that, and then they did Lazy Sunday next. And because of the success of Lettuce, I think they got a smaller, like, some budget for that, and that was like fucking huge. You Red know? vines, not Kelly. Cheap. I gotta stop you. What? When I razzed you for mentioning their roommate's name i thought this is just an obscure fact he's including because he's stretching for time no. this guy doesn't know a single thing now i realize this is one piece of information in what is like a senior thesis <laughs> I, I'm, Sorry. I'm shocked you were surprised kelly knew a lot about the lonely island i mean i read i've read about them over the years i don't know i'm a fan you've read their their biopic or their biography book called unlazy sunday a breakdown of the Lonely Island. <laughs> Unlazy Sunday. Yeah. Why would it help me out? Why my, is it <laughs> my dick in a book? The late <laughs> examining the truth of the Lonely Island. So what you think? Is, for, an, a biography has to be a work you've done that, and then we just take one thing and spin it a little bit. Mother Booker. <laughs> Anyways, Lazy Sunday came out. They got so much popularity, they got put in charge of their own sort of department in SNL for digital shorts, and then they had clout finally, too. So, like, Natalie Portman came on. She was mm-hmm. like, I want to do something like that. And they were like, okay, well, you know, what Like, what can we go off of? She was mm-hmm. rapping Lil' Kim lyrics. Opposites. Always funny. Well, yeah, she was started rapping Lil' Kim lyrics, and they wrote her, like, this terribly dirty song. I don't know. Yep. It's always weird to me, because it is sort of like in a way like in bad taste because it's just like just playing off of like gangster rap music but it's funny because white people are doing it but they s- actually listen to that stuff too so yeah it's like, well it's some people there. that's their entire personality yeah is, isn't it yeah. funny that i'm uh into this thing that is not uh typically what, what yeah. people who look like me are associated but that's the thing with. is I, fr- I feel like for them and it's the same with the movie right they they're jumping it's a jumping off point right like lazy sunday is is like a rap but it's like it's way bigger than that in terms of what the jokes are. Yeah, I'm thinking just specifically the Portman thing. But I think yeah. also part of it, too, is that it, she's not saying, like, I'm going to shoot you and I sell drugs and stuff. She's I'm going to shit in your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also think that this – so this sketch style eventually became pretty much what SNL does for, like, half of their sketches now. Yeah. Is the recorded stuff. And in general, I think they were, like, sort of ahead of their time in terms of how the internet – would eventually well they did like laser cats which was like that's 
like what that's the, the internet, internet that's in the internet yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah that's the lonely island lauren we like sports <laughs> lauren michaels okay you know what i'll <laughs> say this after <laughs> we listen to <laughs> the sports song. we like sports and we don't care who knows from shooting hoops to the super bowl we like sports and we don't care who knows the game is starting, everyone is here I got my snacks, my friends, and a beer Just two normal guys hanging out, having fun Right, guy number two? Yeah, guy number one E to the S to the So yeah, those guys really like sports mm-hmm. <laughs> And they don't care Here's the thing, I know that they like sports But they don't bother care. them they It doesn't care. bother them one bit Yeah, those guys, uh, they're really funny <laughs> they, They're uh, really funny and they're really hard workers I would argue too Yeah Like, I don't know But I think, that, so I, I, the joke here was that I mentioned this while we were listening to it off mic, uh, but there, there's just like little gestures and things that they do that are like so simple and stupid that you wouldn't think that's like such a like impressive thing, but they just clearly have like a lot of inherent talent and they clearly care a lot about comedy and they just like get what's actually funny about things. There's like a little arm cross motion they do in this song that's just like yeah. really funny and that's like so silly, but it's just perfect for the tone of the music uh, video. Their humor has been described as like it's like dumb humor. Like, you know, it's yeah. stuff that's like it's so stupid that it's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's like boy humor. Yeah. And boy, do I love it. <laughs> Lorne Michaels does a good job of, I think it was very smart for it. would They would. None of them would be as successful as they are if just Andy Sandberg had gotten uh, onto yes. SNL. Like, he knew yeah. that they come as a group. And, like, with um, Kyle Mooney and Beck Bennett, like, he, he does that with other people, too. Or yeah. he'll well, they have uh, people that work well together. Britannic writes for SNL right now, too. They did. The Encyclopedia? <laughs> no. <laughs> a, B, C, <laughs> lots right. of info. You guys clearly just don't even care. You don't care about viral hits like I do. I don't. Were you browsing college humor in the mid 2000s? Of course. No. Doesn't seem like it. College humor? I love Jake and Amir. Oh, man. Don't even get it. What are we doing that episode, Marty? What are we doing Jake and Amir episode? Patreon, buddy boy. All right. I'm done. Um, who's next? Scotty. Yeah. You have an item of novelty likeness for me. Yes. Okay. I will judge you now. <laughs> Bring it Please. here. I will not. Today, chefs, you have for us. Make sure you get a lot of bag noise. That's good. It's so big, I can't. Wait, let me guess. It. Is it a so paint good. roller? I'm unwrapping it. What it, is? What's your guess? It is looks it a Pringles like a log? Wait, hold on. I'm getting it ready. Okay. Is this a can of beans that is actually a can right. of snakes? Now I'll give it to Marty well, first. Okay. What I have here is a perfectly. Normal <laughs> thing of ketchup. Now I'll just pass it to you, but I, I'm gonna point the ends in your direction for no reason. <laughs> ah! <laughs> he squirted ketchup all over me. Yep. Well, That's not ketchup. End. It's blood. So Scott <laughs> That's brought, the novelty. It's a fake ketchup bottle with a string attached to it. A very classic prank toy of how you of how you go around squirting ketchup onto people. Mm-hmm. People love falling. It's a for prank it. you can only do in a diner. <laughs> in a diner that has that size. Yeah, ketchup. Hey! If, they have, if they have like the ones with like Heinz printed on it, well, you can't do your prank. Too bad. Uh, very nice, Scott. Very well done. This is great. I've never seen these in real life. I've only seen them on commercials. <laughs> yeah. 
on the TV ads. Wait, ketchup bottles or the prank ketchup bottles? The prank ketchup bottles. Have you been okay. looking to prank other diner members? Yeah. This is how I would prank someone. Do you have a condiment fan in your life who needs to be <laughs> lampooned? Call 1-800-KETCHUP to get this novelty ketchup bottle this right is, now. This, my version of the prank would be, oh, before I use it on you, I'm going to use it. I'm just going to get my dog real quick. Oh, oh no. Beans! And I get it out myself. But guess what? I don't have to clean it. Did you say, oh, beans? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you do when you get ketchup on yourself. Beans. Mm-hmm. So how many... Could you use this for real ketchup? I think if you take the string out... Yeah. Maybe I will. <laughs> yeah, I, think you, I actually was going to say, like, Scott, did you just buy a ketchup bottle and put a string in there and call it a product? Uh, someone no, did. No, someone else Scott put the string it. in. <laughs> and I paid $17. Oh, damn. That's, <laughs> Scott, I got to talk to you off my phone. Scott, this is made I should have listened to Donald Faison. <laughs> I'm so bad at personal accounting. Man, if I if only I had met him a long time ago. Yeah, I wonder if he's on cameo. <laughs> I, I'm sure he is. Well, Ooh, should we start getting cameos? our fiftieth episode? We might have That's a little something... message yeah. in our way. <laughs> I have enjoyed the uh, Doughboys live episodes with all mm-hmm. the cameos that have been. Welcome to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs, a podcast about podcasts. <laughs> we should but, uh, review podcasts. <laughs> we could Patreon. Is maybe. that more fun? I should think we pretend are, to be I think we'd the have podcast. more to talk about. <laughs> we should pretend to be the podcast. Because we're already done with this ketchup bottle. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what else is there to say, Scott? Does it come with a <laughs> mustard bottle? Like. Yeah, it comes with it. Was <laughs> that next week's product? Uh, no. Well, wait, it's is like, the mustard oh, bottle... Another one. Our, it comes with a real mustard bottle. No, but I did want to have a barbecue for you guys next week. <laughs> Ooh, I'll or bring mayo. my favorite lapel. <laughs> <laughs> just the one? Yeah, just the one. Interesting look. <laughs> I'm going to bring a non-whoopee cushion. <laughs> yeah, a, a cushion. A cushion. <laughs> I'll bring a can of beans. <laughs> I'll bring a can okay. of jelly beans. Yeah. I'll bring some peanut brittle. Ooh. I'll bring some dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring a puddle of vomit. Ooh. Uh, so appetizing. Uh, hitting all the hits right now. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Next week we're doing They Came Together, I think, for a little Valentine's Day episode. Aww. So I look forward to that, you lovers out there. And as always, thanks for listening. Ah. <sighs>